Nitro is the glory. Welcome to The Starting Grid, the official podcast of the RCGP series. I'm your main man, Keenan, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And today with me is Matt McCollum. Did I say your name right? Whoop, whoop. No, McCallum. McCallum. Okay. McCallum, like a fine Scotch whiskey. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> McCallum. So you're of Scottish descent then? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, a kind of a, I'm kind of a mishmash of everything. Yeah, you sound like me. You know, so Do I? I'm, yeah, I'm all mixed all up, man. Oh, know. yeah, it's the best way. Yeah, it's the best way. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been I've never been on a podcast before. Really? So I'm really excited. This is awesome. And you this is your like this is your job. Media coverage in case in case yeah, you, I know in case you guys don't know who Matt is. He's the I guess he's the media guy or media ma- media manager for RCGP. And if you guys yeah. don't know what RCGP is, then you haven't been listening to my other podcasts or been looking at the internet for over a year. So, yeah, guys need to catch up. Yeah, for sure. You you did some pretty awesome videos. I really enjoyed your uh, your video you did right after the Worlds. Um, so this is our first episode of this podcast. So you're our first guest. That's pretty awesome. That is a, a great honor. And uh, I just hope I can do it justice. Okay. So before we get into RCGP, let's give the people a, a brief introduction on you because I know what you've been doing, but a lot of people uh-huh. may not know exactly who you are and your role in RC over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. I started working for RC Racing TV 13 years ago 
on the very, very first episode. Um, I was Before that, I was working filming uh, full-scale motorsport, and this guy came up to me and said, um, do you want to come and film some uh, small cars? And I was like, what, like go-karts? And he's like, no, even smaller, like RC cars. And I was like, most people that don't know about RC, I was thinking, well, what, like Tamiya, like a grasshopper, like a lunchbox? Like I had no idea how big the world of RC is and how professional and, and how like skilled. And, you know, I was just instantly, as soon as I dipped my toe and, and saw RC racing, I think I became the first non-racing RC racing fan. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I am, I am obsessed with RC racing mm-hmm. and I follow it, but I've never raced myself. I'm genuinely a fan. And I think that's an important thing that's motivated me over the last 13 years is that I'm a fan of RC. And I think that there is space for way more fans. I think RC is so interesting that we can have more and more and more fans. So I think RC is going to grow. And that's what's motivated me over the last 13 years. I've worked for an RC company for 12 years. um, And I've worked in various parts of RC media for Neobuggy. Uh, and obviously RC Racing TV and covering the EFRA European Championships as well. Mm-hmm. So I've been to well over 100, maybe 150 international races. Um, so I've been about a bit. I've traveled all over the world. And, you know, I just think RC is amazing. I just think it's so it's such a cool niche world. And there's so many different layers, so multi-layered of your like pure enthusiasts, like your kids, like your five, six, seven-year-olds that are just getting into it and really, like, showing amazing talent right up to your your grandfather, like, the proper pros from years and years of, of racing um, up at the top. And I think it's just everything in between, I've, it just fascinates me. It's Ooh. just awesome. Did that answer your question? I yeah, it did, but I, I find it amazing that you actually don't race. Yeah. I, I, I have no skills whatsoever. I'm absolutely terrible. I flew a drone once. We bought a drone. Uh, it, was it was about $2,000, the drone, and wrote it off on its maiden voyage. Um, so, you know, <laughs> uh, it, I am not, I, it, my place is not really, I'm not going to do the sport any good if I'm out there on the track slowing run down. It's just not a good idea. But <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think kids getting involved, younger people getting in on it and giving it a go, I, I, you know, I think... I think there is plenty to happen for RC. I think there's so much more development to happen, so much more growth still to come. Um, there's a bit of a feeling that, you know, it's getting on a bit and drones have taken over and, and you know, uh, RC had its glory, say 30 years of just glory and now it's kind of at the end of things. I, I think the opposite. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, uh, I think it's about to turn a huge, huge corner. I'm really excited. I, I agree too. Um, just to touch on something that I wanted to ask you: what What was the first race that you actually saw? What type of v, uh, cars was it? It was one tenth on road, electric, uh, in 2006 uh, when Andy Moore won the world in Italy. Okay. So and, I, I've done all classes of RC. Yeah, and for those of you that doesn't that do not know what RC Racing TV is, it uh. It's the European version of Live RC. They cover all the EFRA uh, uh, races there, and they do a really great job with Nick Damon when he's announcing. I think he's. Yeah. Pr- I think he's yeah. probably one of the best commentators. Uh, here yeah, I, yeah. In RC, I give him. Yeah, I give him a lot of stick, and we have a lot of fun. 
Um, but I, the, when when the action starts happening and you get in, into a final, particularly the 1-8 Nitro Boogie European Championship finals that we've done over the last 10 years, the, the, the commentary Nick has done on those mm-hmm. have, have been truly outstanding. And we've had some great finals, so it's been you know slightly easier than when we have... So, yeah, sometimes you have a boring final, but he does do an amazing, amazing job of covering a race. But RC Racing TV did start as a TV program, actually, and it's been on TV across Europe in about 45 different countries for, oh, for cool. all of this time. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That was the original plan was to, you know put rc racing out there alongside motorsport it's on motorsport channels in 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 europe so yeah that's what we've been about for ages now awesome um I've, i'm looking forward to him uh commentating races i've i he actually does full skill commentary commentary as well right yeah he so. does well he, he does more of the uh kind of pit reporting he's mm-hmm. at le mans he's been at le mans every year um for maybe 20 years now he's mm-hmm. he's He'll be in the pits at Le Mans for 24 hours talking to um, the, the drivers and stuff. So, yeah, he does full scale as well. It's, um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you have your own media company called Control. And that's, that's right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. the, you guys were doing the Neo last year. Uh, yes. I, I remember you was kind of doing the same thing, pit walks and your interviews with Joseph, which I thought was pretty, pretty funny the way you did them. You captured his Finnish uh, attitude to a T. so uh control is basically a media company as well let's talk about that real quick yeah yeah so we we make a we make a tv show already but it's full-scale uh racing uh have you heard of jim carner it's what ken block does yeah so we 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 make a we cover a jim carner racing series in europe and that that goes on uh, motorsport tv channels around europe as well and uh, we also went to Jim Carner Grid, which was an event in South Africa uh, in uh, November. So we, we kind of all about control. And, and here's the catch. This is the thing. I think that the one thing that connects racing a full scale car and racing a scale car is that you have to have control. You know, in mm-hmm. this day and age, speed is easy. You know, anyone can get things to go fast where the talent is, is in control. Mm-hmm. is your ability to control the speed or the power behind you. So for me, that's the thing that kind of connects RC and full-scale racing. And my whole point of control is that I want to do the same level of coverage for both types, scale mm-hmm. motorsport and full-scale motorsport. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay, so obviously you are well-experienced on the media side. You've, you've traveled to many international races. You understand racing. What's your favorite form of racing? Oh, it has to be one eighth nitro oh, off road. Oh, yeah, I nitro is the glory, man. I say that all the time. I think it's uh, awesome. It's it's yeah. I, sorry, I can't go get ahead. my head around electric. You know, uh, when we do the neo or when we have done the neo in the past, after every couple of rounds, they'll do an electric round just to clear the smoke from mm-hmm. the from the hall and stuff, which is cool. But for me, nitro is really where it's at. I know that's not fashionable to say that because of, you know, eco warriors out there, but man, it's just real, just the real engines. I I like to say nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills because that's a a very good stepping stone for new people to get into the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely prefer nitro longer mains pit strategy. It's, it's, it's the closest thing you're going to get to actual full one on one full scale racing. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So, 
All right. So the reason for this podcast is to discuss RCGP. Um, so let's talk about it. Um, okay. What is RCGP? A lot of people have been asking. People just think it's a, a race series. Then they say it's a media company, and and it's 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 so many questions and and opinions about it. But let's explain to people exactly what RCGP is. RCGP is a world series, and that's a really important to say it's a world series because in Europe we have things like the ETS. You know, racing series are nothing new. There's 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 plenty of RC racing series out there, not really for this class of racing, but there are racing series out there. This is a racing series that will crown a world champion. That's the difference. This is going to be world level racing, but key difference is it's going to be eight rounds a year rather than one race every two years. Mm -hmm. That's the big difference here is that we're going to really find out who's the best Mm -hmm. by pitting them together on four different tracks twice on each track so that's eight rounds so it's a it is a world series mm-hmm. but the, the whole media company thing is the point that this is about packaging we know that rc is awesome we love rc we see i you know i've seen so much rc action to know that it is just as good as or just as interesting just as exciting as F1, as MotoGP, it is, and we believe that. And that's my main thing that I want to say to people is, do you think RC can be mainstream? Do you think that it can be as big as another sport? Maybe not as big as F1. Maybe you're not going to have that level of wages. But that more people from outside could watch a race, see a race unfold, get to understand about you know how, how it works with pit stops and all the strategies, but also then start to follow different drivers with their kind of uh, different bravado and and rivalries and and, and stuff like that and and get behind Mm -hmm. the underdog or get behind, you know, the the superstars. It's about packaging. That's Mm -hmm. for me. That's the one thing that this is about is taking RC and packaging it for the outside world. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I like to say a lot of people say to me, oh, why is drone racing on television and i'm not necessarily saying that i think off-road should be on television because there's so many other forms of of social media and live streaming that we can use but yeah what the drone racing done uh i think when i was looking into it they actually went and picked i don't think they actually picked the best guys out there they picked the guys with the biggest social media following they they created a viable product that people can watch and then they put it on espn and people say, well, why can't we do that with off-road? Because at the moment, we don't have a viable product for the general public. Co- completely, completely. Mm-hmm. We have the same, and I, I was talking to Thibaut, Jared Thibaut and Robert Battle, and you may have seen in a recent video. Mm-hmm. Um, they've both been racing for around 18 years, and nothing has changed in terms of, what, and I'm talking at Worlds, IFMAR Worlds level. The way the race runs is not compatible with the outside world Mm -mm. it's built on 30 years of racing this is how we do it Mm -hmm. this is the way of getting the fairest and and i'm talking like in 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 historic way the fairest way of finding out the fastest 15 drivers to put Mm -hmm. them together for 45 minutes or an hour Mm -hmm. it's not like that anymore and it doesn't need to be like that anymore but 
it's kind of steeped in tradition. It's very hard to change things mm-hmm. when you're an uh, organization like EFRA. They can't just suddenly go, let's package this so that um, a guy, just a random guy, can just see this in his feed and go, I, get, I, I start to understand what's going, what's going on. And that's the point. RCGP is going to be packaged with the viewer in mind. Yes. That's the primary, the primary goal is for the people on the outside to look at it and go, oh, wow, okay, I get it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of Heads Up Racing. That's, that's the, whole, the whole point of the qualifying, being exci- as exciting as the actual final. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. Um, I, I've been into RC, wow, 20 years, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near. I started traveling to races back in 2004, 2005 from, from Bermuda to America a lot. Uh, I got to race in the UK, and obviously over the ya- last year and a half, I've traveled a lot, you know, for JQ Racing. And yeah. it's, <clears throat> I hear the same thing. We need to do something in the hobby. The hobby's dying. And I don't think it's dying. I just think it's stagnant at the moment. And that's because of lack of new, new blood. But I also see people saying we need change. But here we are. Here's something that's probably going to change RC for the better. Right? And people are resistant to that. I say to people all the time, for change to happen, change actually has to happen. So if you're yeah. going to constantly do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity. So yes. we have to do something different. Um, it doesn't matter who came up with the idea or who's trying to do this. It has to be done. I yeah. think we need to make the professional side of RC more professional. Um, and it may hurt some people's feelings because RC is one of those hobbies slash sports. I would like I like to call it a sport that I I think people still have the the dream that they will be a pro one day. And mm-hmm. we all know that there's a handful of pros in this hobby, in this industry, and there's a handful that within that handful that actually make a good living at it. So you have a lot of people on the on just under that echelon of being a pro. And they think, okay, I can if I just keep doing this, I can, I can, I'll be a pro and I'll get paid and whatnot. And it's people that are maybe thirty-five years old thinking that, and it's nothing mm. wrong with that. I don't. I, it's all good to have goals, but if there's a, a definite line in the sand that says, okay, this is what pros do, and this is what everything underneath comes, you know, the the amateurs, what you would say, or semi-pros or whatnot. This gives us a line for people to achieve. This gives us a product to help advertise to the world because you want to you want to show people your best. You don't want to see me out there driving and flipping down the straightaway five times and then breaking my car or flaming out. You want to see Mayfield. You want to see Cab. You want to see Battier and Canas. These guys battling it out on an awesome track with you know just pat like just like I like to watch. I like the the worlds this year. It was awesome. You know yeah, last year yeah. I want to see that. So I think we have to, uh, what's the right article? We have to show the best side of our hobby, but we also have to make that side, the professional guys, actually professional. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, But I think, you know, we're we're packaging the, we're packaging it in a certain way to to show those best guys where it's exciting. Mm -hmm. All the time you see them on screen, it's exciting. And you don't have to really be, 
uh, informed about RC to see. You can mm -hmm. see when there's a race happening. You can see when people are battling. And that, that can, you know, if we're going to stream qualifying, that may as well be something that people can see. Mm -hmm. there's, there's people battling on track. This is cool. But here's the other thing. You know, you're talking about um, a guy who's 35 who's, who's like just below pro, that thinks maybe, maybe I can get there. That interests me a lot. That, that group of people, the group of people who are very good RC racers, but they're not paid. They're still paying for their equipment. What, what I find interesting is what's a good result for them? Like they turn up at the Neo, for instance, and, you know, if, if they come 13th, that's mm -hmm. like coming first for them, mm -hmm. right? For a non-professional, for an amateur, the best amateur, they, they, what are you aiming for? I ask them, what are you aiming for? I'm, I'm aiming to come, you know, uh, top, top, top 20, top mm -hmm. whatever. And so for you, winning the Neo is, or winning Silver State or whatever, winning whatever race is coming 17th. That doesn't sound like a very good number. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really cool that we are taking the two groups and giving them that both a competition. Yes. So that guy can win the RC2 open class. Mm -hmm. That's way better. Yeah. That's way better. Being the best amateur there, mm -hmm. that's way better than coming 18th, 19th and going, I came 18th or 19th. Yeah. And there was a bunch of paid pros ahead of me. Yeah. No, I win. Get on the podium. Yeah, that's awesome. And I actually think, uh, um, I'm not sure, I mean, maybe Joseph can clarify this, but I believe if you do win, I'm not, I mean, it's going to be difficult for the average guy to go to every RC2 class, but somebody's going to do it. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to do two or three RC2 races and they can bump their way up into the RCGP class, I believe. I don't, don't hold me to that. I have to confirm that with Joseph. You might know better, but I, I'm not sure. <laughs> that is yeah that is one of the that is one of the possibilities that there will be people that can make their way into and that's the whole point it's a premier class everybody wants to get to be within that and uh you know adrian burton who i talked to and obviously he's uh he's the boss of hb racing and he said to me you know there's not really many races out there where the professionals are pay are racing the customers and mm -hmm. uh, i thought that's quite interesting yeah let the customers have their own race and let there be a champion at their level and then let's all sit back and watch how it's done like the professional level mm -hmm. which is you know it, it should and i believe the standard of professional racing is going to get better in the next few years mm -hmm. i don't know how that's possible but i think i, I also think that you know IFMAR Worlds isn't going anywhere. It's mm -hmm. still going to be happening. The IFMAR Worlds, you come to the next IFMAR Worlds having had the professionals race each other eight times a year. So if they race 16 times mm -hmm. and then you get to the next Worlds, there's going to be a better quality of racing. Oh, yeah. It's going if, to be awesome. And here's, here's another thing. I, 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 I'm getting, maybe getting slightly off topic, but people say, you know, well, the pros we already have lots of big races, you know, we all, we have lots of big races that happen and we go to, uh, the dirt, you know, we go to silver state, we go to whatever, like you, this, you might prove me wrong, but do you know who won psycho nitro blast last year? Do oh, you know, who? you know what? I forget. I was there and I forget. Okay. okay. So who the, the point of if you put this into a consistent race series mm -hmm. and you start to bring these results together to a campaign, a story that's going to last from May through to the end of September, everything is going to count for something and it's going to be an unfolding story rather mm -hmm. 
an independent race here, a race over there, a race over here. And, and, you know, the best you've got is top 25 RC to kind of go, well, who's doing the best? Who's doing the best? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Look at F1. Look at MotoGP. What if F1 was just a series of independent races that weren't connected by any organization? It was just a series of races. There was, you know, the equivalent of F1 Psycho Nitro Bus, the equivalent of F1 um, the Neo. Mm-hmm. If they were all separate, they're just different race festivals where people with F1 cars just turned up and competed, and it wasn't held together by some consistent organization that 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 tells the story, that makes all the points count. It it, it just wouldn't be the same. No, I agree. I agree. And that's and another... football. You 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 like football. What oh. if what if every football match? And I'm talking soccer for American people. What if every football match was an independent? match well let's we're gonna have a match over here we have a match over here we're gonna have a match over here and you go well we already have matches everywhere yeah but you're not competing for the 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 championship Mm -hmm. you're just having separate matches everywhere with little victories here and there so you know there's so much more benefit to coming together and having something that unfolds over the whole season Mm -hmm. there's so much more yeah i uh, agree benefits to that i agree uh, something you can follow. Yeah, I was thinking um, in football. I mean, they have multiple. You know, you have like for, let's take EPL. You have EPL. You have cha- you have championship. You have Carling Cup. You have Champions League. All this stuff. So it's multiple championships within a season. So yeah, it, it can be done in RC. I think a, yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of questions I've heard are, and you touched on big races, and. Oh, we need more club racing. Too many big races out there is killing club racing. And I can I can I understand why people are saying that, but I think what's killing club racing is just not enough people coming out to race because they don't know about RC. And yes, yeah. a lot of people go into these bigger races, but we're not doing a great job of promoting RC. We're not really because it's all so disjointed. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, um the Ismar world in Australia and then the previous IFMAR Worlds uh, in Vegas, completely separate organizations that, that ran those things. There was no coordination of media. There was, there was no, you know, it was just let's hope Red RC turn up. Let's hope Neo turn up. You know, let's, uh, we need, you know, Circus, uh, RC Circus, they need to, he needs to be there as well. You know, we, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll come. We'll just put on the event and hopefully the media will turn up. And then they'll just you know, they have to kind of create their own consistency. Mm -hmm. It's completely disjointed. So somebody who finds out, you know, you search on on, uh, Google for um, world champion, you know, the IFMAR worlds, you're not going to get consistent results. Sometimes you get a PDF on the IFMAR website. Sometimes you get uh, a Neo buggy report or a Red RC report. There's there's, There's no kind of common... You're certainly not going to get like people don't really think of IFMAR as as the forefront. There's not a consistent, solid front that's this is an IFMAR event and every IFMAR event's like this and this is how you find IFMAR events. You know, you only have to look at their website to see that it was created in the 70s. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's not. It, we need a, a, a modern solution. That mm-hmm. tells people about RC in a modern way, mm-hmm. and 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 currently, you know, the, that's not happening. It is all completely disjointed, and 
that's the issue. What we need is one common where you, you search, say, go to RCGP, the story unfolds. It's always going to be RCGP. Okay. Every round is going to be covered to the same degree, and everything in between each round is going to continue that coverage, continue telling those stories, mm -hmm. talking to those drivers, how they're preparing for the next round, what they thought about the previous round. Podcasts are obviously part of that. Mm -hmm. And all of these bits of media are all going to have a common thread that are easy for Google algorithms to go, oh, there's, a whole, there's a whole common thread here, and it's RCGP. And then you start to, all of these efforts come together and become something meaningful rather than just sporadic spread across the globe, different little bits of effort happening everywhere and nothing to actually grab onto. And, you know, young people, new people, they're not sat there going, I need something else in my life. I need, I need, what well, I need. What about racing with a, with a controller, a car? And I, is there a way where I could stand on a, on like a stand and race a car around a track and other people, they're not, they're, they're not looking for it. You have to go to them. Mm -hmm. And the only way to grab them is by going, wow. You know, there has to be a wow factor. You have to be able to get your teeth into this and go, wow. There's actually, there's actually a, uh, a league table. There's actually championship standings. There's actually a constructed championship. And they're all in terms that people know about already. Yep. You know, they're all, they're all, that's all like a common language that motorsport fans can relate to instantly. So that's another step in straight away, a step, a step forward into grabbing their hearts and minds and for them going, okay, I might click subscribe or, okay, I might watch the next one or I might just browse some clips from the previous round mm -hmm. and start to fish, jump around and, and start to look and just browse and learn a bit more and a bit more. And before you know it, you planted those seeds and they're like, well, how do I do it? Mm -hmm. How do I become one of these people? How do I have a go? And that's why we're working very hard with um, commercial partners to be able to show if we if we have David Ronnefeld talking to us about the setup on his buggy, and he's going to do that in language that means something not to your Uber RC nerd, but to your newcomer that goes, wow, that's real shocks. They've actually got different um oil thicknesses in those shocks that actually has an effect you know people can grasp that concept and go wow it's like a real car mm -hmm. but when he's talking about that we're going to say to people with a dynamic link that's going to come up find out more about this car find out more about these shocks and obviously when you find out more there's going to be a link now that's to buy purchase that car mm -hmm. so we're going to be starting to help people find these products and because you know you know if as a newcomer if you watched the world in australia coverage was pretty good race was awesome david ongaro is a legend absolutely amazing but what you so supposing that just came into your feed and you were like oh wow this is amazing how do you what are you going to do you're going to type rc buggy radio control car you're going to get some horrible the, the top thing you're going to find is going to be $99 and it's going to be a piece of crap and your relationship with RC is going to be over within a week or so <laughs> or maybe a day or so because yeah. you're going to break it. Yep. Can you get a spare part? Of course you can't get a spare <laughs> part for a $99 piece of crap. Of course you can't. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of that. That fad, that little hobby is gone. Yes. You're no longer an RC person. And it'll be a long time before you part with more money again. Mm -hmm. We're all about educating people 
by showing them this is the product that they are using and potentially this is a more appropriate product for you because it's a ready to run car or it's uh, you know it's a, a bit easier to get started mm-hmm. so we're going to do that level where we're going to actually every time you see a car someone talk about a car we're going to show you how to get that car and make it very very easy to click 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 and you've got one yourself and you get started but that's no good if you haven't got somewhere to go and use that product, mm-hmm. that's no good. You, you buy this car and then just drive it up and down your street. That's, that's not really our end goal. So we're going to be working with clubs and we're going to create a database of affiliate clubs. That's a, affiliates, a big word, but basically it's just a database of geographic locations and contacts. So we're going to connect people. Say you're in Alabama and in a certain city, certain state, whatever, we're going to connect you with a club near you. And not only just there's the club, just like Google might do, but actually if a club signs up with us, we're going to need to know the name of somebody who the club appoints as the point of contact. Hmm. So you can go with your son or, or you, know, you, you and a friend can go. You know who to ask for, or we've already made the connection because we can get the guy to... You know, this, this is this is kind of getting into the actual nitty gritty. But you've got a guy who is a, a a contact at an RC club, reaching out because you've expressed an interest as a a new RCGB fan who's just gone. Well, I'm in this location. How do I do that? We're going to have people on the ground who can actually bring you in and show you around and go. This is this is what happens. This yeah. is how it works. That's it's cool. really important That's, that, that we get people in. That's really important because uh, Joseph and I actually had this discussion and he was like, yes, we need to people hobby shops need to exist to help people uh, get into RC. But I think actual tracks and clubs, need. I think clubs need to come back in America more. There are some some really good club tracks that I've been to in America, but I know like in England, the club scene is a lot bigger. But you actually learn more about RC at the actual track with individuals that show you things. So having a track directory or a club or hobby shop directory is perfect because back in my day, before the before we had the internet and I was into racing, I would look in the RC car action at their track directory and say, okay, I'm going to New York. Where can I go to a track or a hobby shop to buy stuff and go just yeah. make a day trip just out of that. So that's I'm glad to hear that. RCGP is not just thinking about the big guys. They're actually thinking about the average person where they can, like you said, not buy a piece of crap, $99 car that's going to break. They can buy something of quality, go to a track, learn, and hopefully that helps them stay in the hobby because that's what we want. More people to come in and more people to stay. Well, <clears throat> what I think, I think I agree wholeheartedly. And what RC, particularly Nitro RC, thrives and needs communities. And those communities used to, it's sad really, but I think they used to gravitate around clubs, like you say, but also around hobby shops. Mm-hmm. There'd be a guy who was like the go-to guy, really helpful person who kind of sold you your kit. And then you come back the next day and then he'd say, well, advice, oh, there's a guy who goes to this club and get together and it's about people getting together physically being together in the same space and learning from each other, sharing spare parts, giving each other advice. Like the internet, unfortunately has made it all too easy to just purchase something. And people don't, people talk a lot more now on the internet, but 
in a virtual way. They don't mm. talk face to face. And RC, nitro RC, where it's running in an engine, is it too lean? Is it too rich? It's 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 not that obvious. Mm-hmm. And it's the one way to get to lose a paying customer to the RC hobby is to let them feel isolated and like the product isn't working and they don't know what to do. And the only way to cure that is to get people with other people and then they talk and then they help each other and then they race. Mm -hmm. That's how a club works. And we have to almost go back and say, you know, yeah, we're all living in this internet age now where you go on a main hobbies and buy something and you, you can even pay for it monthly if you want. But if you haven't got a friend who's also doing it, it's not going to last very long. That hobby is not going to last. Mm-hmm. You need other people. And so it needs communities. And communities, for me, communities are clubs. Clubs are communities. They're one and the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you could almost look as an RC club as being an RC community. And, and that is at the foundation of what, what we need to keep the sport growing. Yep. Because that's how, the, uh, that's how the manufacturers are able to get more uh, funding to develop their project products and to keep moving the industry on yep because we need pay, paying customers at the end of the day yep you make the pie bigger and everybody gets a bigger slice right now 100 percent. we're all fighting over the same pie uh, the same small pie and a little slice for everybody so uh we have to work together you know joseph says it all the time uh, if all the manufacturers just work together it will make yeah. this work and make RC a lot better. So we have to stop being greedy. We have to stop worrying about guarding our little piece of the pie and work together to expand this hobby because the more people racing, the better it is for everybody. Tracks, oh, 100%. manufacturers, yeah. everything. I mean, I believe we, uh, you was talking about this too, that the more people racing, the, the cheaper things can be because I, I've had a few people say to me, oh, if this is going to make RC more expensive for us. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's going it's to make RC better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why they would think it would make it more expensive for them. Maybe because they think that somehow the manufacturers are going to have to invest or continually pay for this to happen as a kind of marketing exercise, which our whole point is that we want to act and be like a full-scale bona fide motorsport. And F1 is not paid for by McLaren. It's not paid for by Ferrari. In fact, F1 pay Ferrari. F1 pay McLaren. Mm. It's 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 it, the point is, and that is that's what I would touch on. Where we we have said we're a media company, and that is because we are taking the sport, or even actually changing the sport slightly to make it run in a more modern way, and then we are taking that as an asset that we share with the teams, and we're going to make that valuable, and we're going to sell that to the outside world. Mm-hmm whether that's um, an energy drink, whether that's uh, just a big brand, we are going to sell it to the outside world. If we don't do that, we failed. The whole mm-hmm. point is that we sell this, we come together. We have to make year one happen. And to make year one happen, we need the clubs, to Im- the, uh, the teams, the manufacturers to invest. But the money they're going to invest is so small compared to how much this whole thing's costing to put on. Mm-hmm. The money to make this happen is going to come from outside the industry. And that is the only way it's going to work. It mm-hmm. will not work if this is paid for by manufacturers. So we want to get to a position where we make this race 
a valuable asset. You know, broadcasters actually pay, obviously, to feature Formula One footage. You know, you might people listening to this might think this guy's crazy. <laughs> RC can never be like that. I think you're wrong. And it takes some crazy people to put a lot of money on the line and a lot of hours and sweat and tears and just pleading with people, work with us. It takes that to have a chance of this happening. And I genuinely believe it's going to happen. And I know in a few different ways I can tell you how it's going to happen. But go back to just because I've, I've skipped ahead a little bit. Mm -hmm. we, make this, we make this asset. We make it so that it generates money from Mountain Dew, from, from, from whoever, from other brands that pay to be part of this because it's entertainment, because mm -hmm. we are going to generate human interest entertainment from racers and, and the teams. We are going to use that asset. They're putting on the show. We're building a theatre. They are the actors in that theatre. So the teams are going to come and put on the show within a theatre that we've built. Mm -hmm. We're at, at, the theatre doesn't charge actors to come and put on a show. They work together so that they all earn money. Mm -hmm. And if we all earn money, it, genuinely, the pro there should be a profit share and there should be a prize fund and there should be a contribution to costs for teams. If that doesn't happen, we are failing. So that is part of our whole reason for being. And when we're putting money back into manufacturers, when we're creating more fans of RC so that more people are buying RC cars, then the manufacturers are ordering more stock from their factories and their quantities are getting larger. So the cost they're paying for those cars are getting smaller. So RC is going to get cheaper yep. because more people are going to be involved. So I think the opposite. I think what we're doing is going to make RC cheaper and better for everybody. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, I can see in year two, actually teams getting outside of industry sponsors. There could be like a, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there, a rock star associated team, you know, or, yeah. or even, it doesn't have to be a big name. It could be a smaller brand that puts up the money because it's still compared to full scale racing. It's not a lot of money that they have to put up to be a part of this, you know? And yes, as a, as a, if I was a business looking at this, I would say if you came to me and said, Hey, I got this, this not even in RC now, period. I go into this, I'm going to this race and it's going to be like, three, 400 people there. And I'd be like, okay, but how many people is it going to be broadcast to around the world? Maybe a couple thousand, maybe not even that, you know, why would I put my money into that? I would put my money into something that I know that's going to be, be able to be seen by thousands, if not, okay, we're, we're being pretty excited here, but saying millions of people, but if you make the product good enough, millions will see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, the announcements that, uh, we have coming in the next month and I'm not allowed to say there's two things off the back of what you've just said that I'm dying to say mm -hmm. but with some there's some super exciting announcements coming one of those it might be just like you said about a team that isn't actually an RC company mm -hmm. a team that is actually uh, uh, known in the full-scale world and that's pretty exciting but secondly a partnership that we will be broadcasting on a big social network, and I don't mean yeah, we're going to broadcast on Facebook. No, I mean on a on a on a media company who have mm -hmm. millions and millions of followers. That's and we will be bro broadcasting on their network. Okay, and I, this brings me to a couple of more questions that I have. I mean, I had one guy say to me, "We stream races on on YouTube now and all this stuff. It doesn't change anything." Yeah, because yeah. we're streaming eight to ten hours of racing with no real. 
no real knowledge. Yeah. And so let's let's break that up. I mean, I do know uh, there's going to be like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A recap show of each race. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's the plan going in with uh, streaming social media wise and what what's going to make this different from again what we see now? Yeah. Again, it's about packaging. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm one of the, I have worked with RC Racing TV, who every summer streams for about 10 hours a day. And a lot of that is qualifying. And it's just lap after lap after lap of nonsensical drivers individually racing a clock. And it's not exciting. And it goes on for 10 hours. And there's a real purpose for that. And the reason we do that is for RC fans, for the guy at work who's streaming in the background on a, on a separate window on his PC when he's supposed to be working. He's watching his friends who are racing. And that's just a luxury. That's a nice thing for RC fans to do. That's doing nothing for growing RC. That's just keeping the existing RC fans entertained during a boring Thursday afternoon. That's not helping the whole thing grow. And the way we help the whole thing grow is by packaging and by keeping streaming special. So if we stream, we're not going to promoting hours and hours of different content and you've got to fish around to try and find the exciting bit. When we go to an audience of millions of people through a large social network media company, when we go through them, it will be presented like an ESPN level racing series mm -hmm. it will be presented in a way that people go oh this is real mm -hmm. this is a real re this is really really happening they are really taking this seriously and this is a career for the, some of these people you know this is proper this is real and you know that's completely different to when you just see cars going round and maybe the track announcer talking in the background telling drivers to watch you know watch what they're doing and watch mm -hmm. their laps or whatever you know that this this is you could almost say the media coverage we're going to present is not for existing rc fans and they're going to watch it of course they're going to mm -hmm. watch it and it will be brilliant for them but the reason the the, the audience for the media coverage we're going to produce is new people yes and when we come at it from that mindset um i think that adds a lot more value than if we just turn the cameras on and leave them running all day and all night and whoever catches it, catches it. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the downside of that is, and, and this, is, this, is, this is one of the other key things, if you make everything specifically for RC fans, then your sponsors are going to make money quicker mm -hmm. because you know, you, 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 you make something for an RC fan to watch and you have a ProLine logo in the corner. That means something to an RC fan. The more times they see that ProLine logo, the more times they might think ProLine when they come to buy some tires or a body shell. That doesn't mean anything to a guy just, just randomly finding the stream. They aren't going to go and buy ProLine tires. Mm -hmm. Because they they are a long way off being mm -hmm. a, 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 an RC person, so it's a slightly longer way, a longer route. This whole thing is a longer route to people getting their sales. Sponsors within the RC industry getting their sales, but this is about the long game. This really is. This is this is their customers of two years time. This is their this is a bigger industry for them in the, the year after and the year after that. Not 
let's get a sale today. Let's sell one set of tires today. Not going to sell a set of tires to the guy that we've managed to get watching on, on Facebook. But that person is on their journey now to becoming your customer. Mm-hmm. And then, and a thousand people like them to becoming your customer in the next year, yes. next two years. We have to think big, man. Um, I, I, I see people saying, well, I, I get one to two people in a year. That's great. That's awesome. We need to be getting a thousand plus people in a year or more. Yeah. You know, there needs to be a flood, a flood. And we're going to have to help the clubs when, when we sign up an affiliate club, I think we need to work out maybe a standard way. And with, I'm just spitballing now, but you know, a, how, how do we cope with an influx of people? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And you know, it probably does need some really cool guides mm-hmm. to be made that, that kind of, um, explain everything to newcomers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I get, I get that exactly. Um, I mean, that's where the the club will come in handy, or the or the local hobby shops. Or the, I think the directory is a great way to point people in the right direction, and then hopefully they meet the right people. There already we have, you know, we'll have the contacts. Well, they'll have the contacts and contacts on the website. Um, a lot of a lot of another question I get is, um, people, young people don't like RC because it isn't cool. And I, I can agree with that. And it comes down to packaging. And I, I it, it comes down to how I feel we don't treat it professional. Um, I definitely think like things like matching, uh, matching uniforms and probably autograph sessions at these races for the general public. I'm talking about that are going to be in attendance for the race. But all that comes yeah. down to filming too because that's all a part of the package. You know, people can see these people and say, wow, this is this is real, you know, and this looks cool. And there you have guys jumping cars and, and, and pit stops. And, um, Hey, I think this is the step to making RC cool and definitely helping to get more people, younger people in it involved because we have enough middle-class older guys. We need to get the younger kids involved. And you know, who gets it, you know, who really gets it exactly what you're saying. The person who's leading the way in that area for me personally, is David Ronnefalk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's paying videographers to come and follow yes. him and, and, and make human interest, like lifestyle pieces about his progress. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not geeky. They're not super technical. And he, you know, that's the thing. There's a lot of RC uh, drivers adding a lot of value by doing live streams and videos about their shock setups and mm-hmm. um, how they adjust their ride height and so that all of their fans can watch. And that's perfect. We need that. But that's the next layer. Mm-hmm. We need the, that first layer of a guy who's got enough self-confidence, maybe even arrogance, to go, do you know what? I'm pretty cool. And look at how I enjoy my life mm-hmm. with this job that I, I have one of the, I have a really cool job. Yeah. I, I get paid to drive this RC car and he's getting people watching him that have no clue, just mm-hmm. girls, just, just whatever, just people yeah. going, you know, it's just like, he's a vlogger. Yeah. You know, I think it's cool. They need to be vloggers. They need to take it into their own hands and show how cool their lifestyle is. Yeah. You know, Tebow's got a cool lifestyle. They've, they've all lived, they're all living the dream. They should share the love and, mm-hmm. and make that something that people can aspire to. And maybe you only watch it because the music's cool, the editing's cool, they did a bunch of drone shots. That's damn sight better than a guy 
playing with some shocks and you're like, well, that's not relevant to me. I'm not going to watch that. You know, just anything. It's my, that is what gets people in at the ground level. Just I, just that little bit of interest. You might go, he might say, I've got a big race coming up at the weekend. It's RCGP. It's round three. You know, I'm really hoping to get back on top again. That person who just tuned in for the music and the drone shots and the fact that they, he's acting like Casey Neistat or whatever of the other vloggers, <laughs> they might then tune in and watch him race. Yep. And there we go. Seed planted. Yep. He actually does a really good job. Um, I always say, I say, Ronifold gets it. He's building his brand himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing a, a damn good job of it. And I wish more RC uh, guys would do that instead of wearing black hoodies with uh, their names on the back and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Joseph, Joseph does it, uh, does a pretty good job. You know, he's very out of the box thinking and except when he's, except when he starts talking about CTOs and stuff like that, but you know, he gets in science mode, <laughs> but um, yeah, Rana Falk is, is, I like it, you know, vlogs, uh, not just at the, at the track, like he's going golfing, he's at the beach. He's, he's, you know, showing that RC's fun. Like there's life, around rc like there's yes there's this racing going on but there's things that go on around that make it fun as well so i think it's i and the more R like i think rcg's rcgp is going to bring a lot of that to people um that's going to make people say wow this is like a lifestyle almost like you know yeah like, that's completely that's, yeah so that's cool so that's that's coming up um let's move on to uh the future of rcgp so um, let's say we get year one under and we're going into year two. What do you see happening in the future with RCGP? I know a lot of people, I'm a big proponent of getting some races alongside of full scale events. I'm, you know, I, I really like motocross and I think, I think the, the motocross community is the demographic of people that we have to hit hard with RC because eight scale is, I'm, I'm never really rode motocross. I've watched it. I love it. But it seems that eight, uh, motocross people can naturally transition to eight scale or to off road because it's very similar. Yeah. But they can race; they can they can race these cars on a weekend. They can have fun, and they can go to work on Monday. You know, so what do you see happening here in the future after after year one? So the 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 mindset has always been that one of the the first thoughts behind RCGP was to position it alongside full-scale racing events, to turn up at a round of motocross and do one of our events alongside so that we get all the passing traffic, so that we get to be in that setting where two motorsports are run side by side, albeit a, a lot smaller. Mm. That's always been the mindset. And again, I have to be careful what I say because there's some things I'm not allowed to say yet because they're still going through negotiations. But the door is already open for us to run at a racing series in 2019. Mm -hmm. But we have taken the decision that we need a true racing series first. Before we go and put on a show, this has to be a, a racing series with a year of results under its belt so that we have a championship table so that we don't just turn up and perform a show. We want to turn up and it actually means something. So we are going to do a few things. Uh, we're going to be at Silverstone um, in May, just after round one. We are going to be at Silverstone with mm -hmm. um, the World Rallycross Championship. And we're just going to do some promo stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to show RCGP drivers there 
but they're going to probably be driving on the actual track and just put on a show mm -hmm. just to help build the brand. Mm -hmm. So this, that's all about building brand. But going into year two, once we have a fully worked out championship where we have the results in the books, we have our way of running, then we want to look at doing that more and more with a race series or a combination of race series. So what's really important is we get up and running in year one. And then in year two, we're able to take it on the road. But I think, you know, you have to be at a traditional RC track at first with all the timing stuff that's already in place. Um, the pitting area is already built, you know, because we're, we're doing so many things for the first time ever. A new finals system, a new qualifying system, two classes of racing. All these things have never been done by us, certainly, and, and, and in many ways haven't been done before at all. Uh, obviously, I'm aware that really race and heads up racing has already happened, but we're doing a lot of things for the first time in a new way. And we want to get that nailed down because when we turn up at a full scale race series, we are a, a race series, too. We're not performing monkeys who've just come to show toy cars off. Mm -hmm. We are here for something that genuinely counts. Mm -hmm. And our drivers are not on the stand thinking, oh, there's, you know, people taking photos and all this. And this is fun. They're actually there just thinking. I need points. I need points. I'm at a full-scale motorsport event, and I need points for my championship. That's the important thing. And when you have that level of care, that level of importance to the people involved, that's the thing that's really going to transfer into the spectators going, wow, they actually really they really care about this. They really need these results. They're not just here going, oh, look at me. I'm driving a car and it's a, it's a toy car and, it's, and it goes really fast and jumps really high. Those things are cool. But the most cool thing is that I'm a person who needs to finish second or first to get points for my team or my championship. That's the thing that's amazing. You know, that's mm -hmm. the thing that is genuinely not being shown before to the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And that is, we need to have that created and running up and running before we take it out on the road. But by year two, so year two, we have already, we've crowned a champion and we have a champion team. And now obviously it's year two. They're going to be defending their championship. We'll probably be uh, welcoming one or two new teams that didn't have the confidence to go in year one. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll be full and we won't be able to accept them. But the point is, it's up and running. And then, yes, we are going to take it. I, I anticipate at least two different full-scale motorsport events around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but there may be more. There mm -hmm. may be more. It's just about logistics because um, this track is going to be built from scratch, pitting. Everything's going to be built from scratch. But, yeah, like you say, the, the whole point is that we take it out there into a full-scale motorsport event. Awesome. And uh, I think we'll, with that will come better coverage, maybe some yep. more races and better locations as well. It's all, uh, uh, it takes, it, like you said, the seed has been planted. Now we're watering the plant and it's going to start to grow this year. And then hopefully we have more, we can, the more we, the more we attend to it, the bigger and stronger it's going to grow over the years. So I'm, me, myself, May isn't too far away. The first round in the Philippines is coming up soon. It's now end of January. Um, oh, man. I can't. I'm, I'm scared because it's going to be massive. But I'm, I'm so, so excited. Just to get started. I just want to get started now. You, you it's going to be. Sorry, go ahead. Go on. Go ahead. Sorry. 
I just think it's it's what whatever happens in that first round, I, f- I think history will be made. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, some people still won't be convinced by round one. Some people might not be convinced after round one, but it is going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's what people need to realize. It It is going to happen. And when it does happen, uh, a lot of these teams, especially smaller RC teams, you know, the, the, the big dinosaur teams, mm-hmm. they've been established for many years and they're quite slow to move. But the smaller teams, the up and coming teams like the S-Works out there, you know, they are going to see big changes because if we go to uh the outside world who have never heard that this kind of thing happens and they see these brands racing as far as the outside world's concerned they're the they're the brands Mm -hmm. they are the drivers and i think that's what's going to start to sway opinion and start to win the last couple of brands and a couple of people over Mm -hmm. some people will never get it but the fact that it's going to happen uh just fills me with excitement yeah i pride i i I, um i'm not officially involved but obviously i'm involved because you know i work with you know i pretty much have known about this from the the start and it's exciting man i've i've seen the work that's been going into it it's not easy i've (laughs) i've sat there i've sat there and listened to joseph for hours talk about it and you know uh we discuss different things and He's, uh, it's, it takes a person, it takes a group of people that just ain't, are not going to quit. And the funny thing yeah. about it is that when you open up the RC2 entries, I people are now actually saying, well, they thought maybe it would cost like $3,000 to go to the Philippines. People are looking and saying, well, it's only six, 700 bucks to go to the Philippines. Yeah. And yeah. You can get a hotel for 50 bucks a night and the Philippines is cheap. Like it's similar to where I live here in the Dominican Republic. It's the same exact exchange rate. Prices are about the same. Right. Like it's not expensive what people think. And you get, I tell people, don't. why not? Go to the Philippines, go see a, for, uh, a foreign country with great culture, have fun and race RC cars at the same time. So if you're on the cusp of thinking of racing the RC2 class and you think it's too expensive, just look into it and go. I guarantee you have yeah. a great time. Lots of things are going to be happening for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's the whole, the, the whole spirit of it for me is evolve or repeat, you know, just keep doing the same thing yeah. or evolve. Yep. We have to, man. We, we, we have to, we have to take these steps to, to grow this hobby. We just constantly recycling the same people over and over who are, who are passionate about this hobby but I want. We need more people that are passionate about this hobby, and we need to have a, a level of professionalism that has not been seen in RC ever. Yes, so. yes, it's gonna happen. Of course, it, it is. It's gonna happen. You're gonna be real busy. Like you're gonna be doing all the pit interviews <laughs> and editing. Like you, you're not even gonna be sitting down for any point of time during the first race. I keep thinking. I keep thinking this because it keeps getting bigger and bigger as well. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna change everything i Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe this is gonna be uh it's it's just it's the next step that i personally have been looking for as well you know Mm -hmm. evolution wise i I want i want this for me (laughs) never mind the industry i you know this is gonna be this is gonna be amazing to be part of what would you say Um, to because there are naysayers there are people that support it there are there are people that are naysayers 
What would you say to that person that's doubting this or or talking negative about it? What would you say to them if if you could talk to them face to face right now? I mean, I would want to know. I want to know. There's so many different aspects of doing something new that people object to. Mm-hmm. And people find it hard when you, you know, you could do a really slow evolution of things and just slowly, slowly just bring new things in. People don't like change. People people don't trust change. People wonder what your motivations are. And I would say my motivation is simple. I think RC is a motorsport. I think you're either and you're either uh, a professional motorsport athlete doing RC or you're a damn good amateur enthusiast, and mm-hmm. both are needed. In fact, the amateur enthusiasts are the most important, but to get more of them, we need these pros to sell it for us, mm-hmm. and we're providing a vehicle for them to do that. My, my, I still go back to my one question to everyone, is do you think RC can get any bigger, or is it just in the place it's in? Do you think it can be mainstream? Do you think people can watch it and go, yeah, I, I'm a fan of RC? You know, yeah. I like motocross, I like MotoGP, I like RCGP. You know, do you think RC, in some way, take money out of the equation, take politics out of the equation, take the limitations of, of the, the, the little in-arguments that you have at your club level, take everything out of the equation. Just do you think it's possible? Because if you don't think it's possible, just watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you, do, if you do think it's possible, then you've got to think how and we are the only people that I can see that are running at it with um, uh, an idea and a setup and prepared to put all this time and money into making it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and at least get behind that. If you've got questions or comments or ideas for how you think things can be done differently, you know, the, 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 the very single reason why all of the details of RCGP have been, uh, dripped out over the past couple of weeks and will continue to be to be rolled out is because we're working with the founding teams mm-hmm. like they are partners they are stakeholders they are part of the board that works out how this is going to all happen so you know it's not like um, JQ woke up one day he had the strategy nailed down you know, it's it in itself is going to evolve with the feedback of the people who are actually getting behind it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more people that get behind it and put in their feedback, the more it's going to grow. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think you should. I think uh, we, people get worried about who's doing it and just worry about that. It's happening. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter who's doing it. I think the right people are in place to do it because, you know, um, I, I'm sure lots of people. A few people have tried to do this and it doesn't matter if they're well liked or whatnot. It's it's difficult to do. It takes uh, a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of brainstorming. And it takes a person who doesn't take no for an answer. So, yeah, it, you, you have to be disruptive yeah. to to, yeah. uh, to make proper change happen. I agree. man. Uh, you can't really be that polite about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a nice guy. But yeah, you need you need uh, you need somebody who's the driving force, who just kind of won't take no for an answer. And, you know, this I think there are other people that have tried this before. Really great guys have tried this before. Um, this is the closest we've ever got, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, 
We'll be doing this podcast, I think, weekly or bi-weekly, depending on information that's coming out. We have a few people that we'd like to get on. Uh, I believe Joseph will be our next guest next next week. I love to get Scotty on, Nick. Um, maybe we can get Isherwood on one day, you know, and he can talk about <laughs> it. We'll see how it works. Um, yeah, yeah. But thank you for coming on, bud. You know, I'm I'm 100% behind this. Um and you're doing awesome work and continue on with the, I, I really like your work with the full scale stuff. And I look forward to actually meeting you in person one of these days. Yeah, it's going to happen. This yeah. has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, guys. So anyway, guys, this is Matt McCallan. Yo, yes. And he's been talking about RCGP on the first ever. We call this the starting grid, the official rcgp podcast and old school rc guys will know why i called this the starting grid so thank you for listening and would you like to say anything before you go matt um thank you for having me thank you for coming on thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody for listening uh look forward this will be on the rcgp facebook page i'll also be promoting it on the no name rc podcast facebook page uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this and look forward to the next one. Lefty out. Oh, he's upside down! He's upside down!